0: Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Girly Homesteader podcast. Today I am going to be talking all about my goals for the month of May on our homestead and also just giving you some updates about what is going on and also not going on (laughs) um, on our homestead right now. Hello and welcome to season two of the Girly Homesteader podcast. I'm your host Laura, a girly homesteader living in Xenia, Ohio with my husband, chickens, bees and garden. This is my second year homesteading and in 2023, I am hoping to hone some of the skills I learned in 2022, specifically in the garden and kitchen. This podcast is meant to be a bridge between nature-centered homesteading and the more girly aspects of being a woman like non-toxic skincare, makeup, and hair care. So if you're looking for a lifestyle podcast that also talks about random aspects of homestead life, like dirty chicken feet being attacked by bees, monthly garden goals, food preservation ideas, and sourdough that doesn't always rise, you're in the right place and you've found a girlfriend in homesteading. All right, so first of all, let's get into updates. So unfortunately, this year, um, it seems like I am pretty darn far behind in the garden. Um, Now I will say this spring has definitely been a rough spring, a weird spring. Um, Like right now, it is May 2nd when I am recording and the highs today are barely in the 40s. Um, I think these are like record lows here in Ohio and, um, the weather has just been so screwy. Um, I know at this time last year, we had had our tomatoes and peppers in the ground like at least a week ago. Um, and last year was definitely an easier spring, definitely, but man, um, this has been a rough spring, (laughs) um, in terms of my garden, My greens are way far behind. Um, I have been able to harvest like a few leaves of greens every now and then, but nothing really like to make a full salad by any means. Um, At this time last year, I, gosh, we were looking through pictures of the garden, and I was probably harvesting full salads at that time, and there is no way that I can do that this year. Um, It's just been so dry here unfortunately and then when it does rain it just comes down in like a crazy crazy downpour um and we get too much um yeah i mean like this april i ran out of water in my rain barrels and like in april you shouldn't have to be watering your garden like nature should just be taking care of it for you so i've been stubborn this year and i have not been um taking care of my garden the way that I should have. Uh, but we have also had a lot of hectic things going on. Um, we were traveled in March and also at the beginning of April. And then, as you guys know, we have been renovating our bathroom. And so we have people in and out of the house at all time, And it's just been chaotic. Um, so I'm hoping that May is finally the month where we can kind of like get back to normal, even though it's almost halfway through the year. Um, but yeah, the garden is just definitely not going how I was expecting. Um, My carrots, I don't know what the heck is going on, but the first round of carrots that I planted, um, they came up, and I was hopeful, and then they died, um, I think, because it got so hot and so dry, and so right now, I have another batch sowed, and I haven't seen any action on them, but of course, it has been getting very, very cold during the evenings, so I don't really know what's going on with the garden um what I do know though is that this weekend I think we will finally be out of the woods in terms of cold temperatures and I'm hoping that by this weekend I can get my tomatoes and peppers in the ground because believe me they are taking over my house (laughs) the plants are way too big and who knows maybe this will be a successful summer garden this year because last year I was not so who knows maybe things will change for us this summer Um, but so far the tomatoes and the peppers that I started from seed, they are doing fantastically and they are way too big for their pots. So they need to get outside. But the trouble though, is that with how cold it has been these past few days, um, I haven't been able to keep them outside hardening off. So of course we can never totally win with the weather. We just have to deal with what we're given. Um, so right now, my tomatoes, my peppers, my cucumbers, they are all still tucked inside because there's no way I can leave them out right now. Um, in terms of my onions, I do have an experiment going on. So if you follow me on Instagram, you probably saw that the onion seeds that I decided to plant by seed, yes, I know, kind of crazy, but I decided to try intermediate day onions this year. And I decided to plant them by seed outside. I know that this is generally not the preferred method for people to grow onions, in Ohio at least. Um, But I figured I would try it because honestly, I just did not have the space to make that many onion seedlings. I just didn't. And so I thought, well, with this different variety of onion, maybe I will have luck direct sowing. So what I did was I piled up a lot of soil around the exterior of our fenced-in garden, and then what I did after that is I used the inner layers of our chicken feed bags, which are just like craft paper, not printed or anything, or bleached, and I layered those over, and then I put wood chips on top. My thought here was that um, after a lot of rain, I would, you know, that kind of, that paper would kind of start to break down and soften, My goal then was to poke holes into the paper and put in my onion seeds. And once they germinate and get big enough, I would be able to push back the mulch around um, around the onion. And I think that would work in theory. But because my strips that I was planting in were so narrow, the soil was very rounded And so after a while, I was like, oh boy, this didn't work. All my seeds washed away because they weren't on a flat surface. So I totally gave up on my onions. And so I decided to order some onion starts online. I will link to the company that I used in the show notes because I am blanking on what they're called at the moment. Um, but anyways, I ordered a bunch of onion starts and I ordered way too many. <laughs> but um I think the rest of them actually I'm just going to put in our flower beds. Um but anyways, I planted those as soon as I got them because it was going to be nice and rainy for them and I thought, "Okay, let's do this." But then <laughs> I swear the day before I was going to plant them, I went outside, looked at the garden, and sure enough, i had a ton of onion seed germination coming up through those little holes so my plan had partially worked now did i get a seedling coming through every single hole no i didn't but i would say probably about i don't know 40 percent of my holes did have little onion seedlings popping up through them so I'm thinking that if I would have used this tactic on a flat bed or like a flat surface, I probably would have had more success. But because, again, I mounted up my soil, um, that, you know, it gave <laughs> it gave um, the seeds somewhere to travel to once it rained. And so I think a lot of them, those seeds just probably got lost underneath um, that paper that I had put down. So in theory, I do think that this method could work but the cool thing though is that now this year i will have a test i will have a side by side onion experiment with growing intermediate onions both from sets or well not from sets but from starts and also by seed and obviously the onion starts that i bought they are way bigger than the onion seedlings that i have coming up but who knows we will see what happens so that's really about it in the garden. Things are going slow, but you know what? I'm trying not to blame myself too much. I'm really just trying to blame it on the weather. Um, it has been a crazy spring because again, as I said, it is May 2nd when I'm recording and it is frigid outside. So um, maybe that just means that our summer garden will be more fortunate. Who knows? So... In other areas of the homestead i do have some exciting news um i got a wild turkey again this year um that was really exciting we (laughs) last year we had a crazy story when my husband and i both got turkeys um but this year we just kind of had like a gut feeling that it was going to work out like too well (laughs) because uh, we have a trail camera near the area where we do hunt for turkeys um, it's a food plot that my husband has planted with clover and lots of good stuff for the deer and the turkeys. And um every morning he would check the cameras remotely and we would hear the gobbles. And so we thought, okay, it seems like it's gonna be a done deal. And so that morning uh we woke up and it was gosh, we got into the field probably around six o'clock, and legal shooting light was six twenty and I had a turkey down by 6:50. dollars <laughs> um, It was so crazy, like how perfectly it worked out. Um, that bra that I was wearing, I now am declaring my lucky bra because the day before I also wore it, <laughs> and everything just went very well for me that day. So I think I have a lucky bra. But anyways, I did get a turkey. We have that processed, and oh my gosh, so last year when we processed the turkeys, um, we decided to use just the breast meat and also the legs. Um, we were new to this and we had heard that everything else is just kind of like not really worth saving. So we just let, you know, Mother Nature take care of those, those other pieces, whether it be a coyote or a fox or whatever. But this year, I wanted to try and use more of the turkey. So I decided to make bone broth out of the rib cage and also the wings. And I was a little skeptical Um, especially because plucking a wild turkey is a lot harder than it looks. And so when it came to plucking the wings, where there are very, very big, thick feathers, um, there was no way I was going to pull them out (laughs) unless I was like stepping on the turkey wing and pulling them out with pliers. So what we did is we just cut them as short as we could. And I was like, well, I guess I'm just gonna see how this goes. And I put the wings in there along with those bits of feathers. Um, I put the, you know, the carcass, like the rib cage, um, in there as best as I can clean it. And this is probably the best broth that I have ever made. Um, Now, one wild turkey, it will definitely fill up an instant pot, like a lot. Um, I actually had to really like forcibly break the rib cage so I could get it to fit in there. Um, Like I literally had the rib cage sitting in my sink and I had like a bowl pressing down on it to try and break it anyways, I did get it all to fit in the instant pot and I got like two and a half quarts of broth and just like a little bit leftover. So I put those jars in the canner and then I sipped on the leftover broth, just plain. And I swear to you, this is the best broth that I have ever made. So I am very excited, um, excited about that. So other things on the homestead, um, in regards to the bees, I I think I told you guys earlier um, that one of our beehives did not make it throughout the winter. Um, We were finally able to check on them here in April, and our one hive that did survive, they are doing great. We added more space to them, so we put another box on there, and they are still going crazy. Um, One of our goals, actually, for the month of May is to split that hive, but I'll get to that in a bit after the break. Um, But the other hive, once we did get into there, yeah, it was just, I think there weren't enough bees in there. I think they got cold and they just couldn't keep themselves warm, unfortunately, um, during winter because we had that crazy, crazy frigid cold during Christmas time. And actually, we have noticed that a lot of our plants and things, um, they, (laughs) they are not coming back this spring as hard as they normally do. And we are attributing it to the cold that we had. Because, I mean, it's not like we had just one day that was like zero or below zero. We had like three or four days back to back that it was that cold. And that is very rare for us here in Ohio, um, at least in my area of Ohio. And so I just unfortunately think the bees, they just, they didn't make it. Um, Like the sugar cake that I put on top of them, um, it had not been touched And so to me, that means that they, you know, they went through their honey stores, but they didn't even live long enough to even potentially need that sugar cake up there. So unfortunately, I think it was just due to the cold Um, and we prepped them as best as we could, but it just, it didn't work. I guess the good news though, is that we didn't notice any signs of like mites or any disease. So I guess that's a good thing. Um, and then the last update I have here is about the chicken coop. So I talked about transitioning our coop to sand, and I do still enjoy the process of cleaning the coop much better, but even with that coop additive that I did mention a couple months ago, that sweet PDZ coop additive, it's made of zeolite. Even though I have been using that, I'm still getting, um, a lot of ammonia smell in my coop, um. I did actually get some new things that arrived yesterday that I do want to experiment with in the coop. And so I will probably be keeping you guys posted about that later this month. But yeah, the sand in the coop, it's definitely better in terms of cleaning because it's a lot easier and a lot less dirty, I feel, but it still isn't perfect. So I'm hoping to get that perfected um, this month in May. So after the break, we will get on to my goals for the month of May. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by all my favorite clean beauty brands like Beauty Counter, Coco Kind, Acure Beauty, Ilya, and many more. Yes, I did create this podcast as a way to share my journey through homesteading, but I also wanted it to be a place where we can still be girls. Because if you're like me, you probably like makeup, but also love chickens. You probably like skincare, but also love gardening. And you probably like feeling pretty despite the potentially dirty world of homesteading that we live in. This is exactly why I created this show. I mean, it is called the Girly Homesteader Podcast. It's meant to be a bridge between nature-centered homesteading and the girlier aspects of your life. So if you text me the word samples to 937-821-5565, That will be a direct line of contact between you and me to help you find your perfect products. We'll text back and forth to figure out your skin type, and then I'll send you risk-free samples based on your routine and product preferences. I'll put my phone number in the show notes, but again, if you text the word samples to 937-821-5565, we'll become clean beauty buddies and get you started on your best homesteading self ever. So basically all of my goals for the month of May are in regards to the garden. (laughs) Um, I think there's only one here that is not garden related. And I guess I'll talk about, no, two, three. Okay, three. (laughs) Um, So the first thing that I want to talk about is my compost bin. (sighs) I told you guys that I bought this specific compost bin that is called the arrow bin. And it's supposed to be like a foolproof way of composting, but it is not for me. Um, I think the problem that I'm having is that I have just too much nitrogen in my compost bin and not enough carbon. Um, And that is probably because I am no longer using wood or pine shavings in my chicken bedding. And so it's hard to get um, enough leaves and other stuff to add into that um, along with the chicken poop. And so right now I think my compost bin is just too high in nitrogen. So what I want to do, and this will be a disgusting task, but <sighs> what needs to happen is I need to empty out the compost bin and try again. So my plan here is to empty out the compost bin onto the old pile of chicken bedding and chicken poop that I have in on our property. Um, I'm thinking that if I empty out the compost bin onto that, that will get a better ratio of brown in there, the carbon. And so I want to let that sit for a little bit. And then hopefully I can mix it up and try to pack it into the compost bin again. If that doesn't work, I will probably be selling that composter. (laughs) And I will probably try again with just a standard like tumbling compost bin or I will look into the concept of biochar, which is apparently like burning your chicken poop along with like sticks and stuff like that. So I don't know. I'm really hoping that I can get the compost bin to work because this thing really wasn't cheap. But we will see what happens. So that is a big goal for this month. I only want to do it on a nice day because... um Yeah, that's good. Not going to be an enjoyable task at all. And so I definitely want to do it on a day where the weather is at least nice. (laughs) So wish me luck um, on that task there. So the other two things that I have that are not garden related for May is to one, split the bees, which I mentioned before. Um, Our one hive that we do still have, they are a great hive. They were high producers last year, and so far they seem to be doing the same thing. And so, we would like to split that hive. We have never had success splitting a beehive before. Um, and I think part of that is because we have kept the split too close to the original hive. And so what we would like to do this year is to split it and move it farther away to a different portion of our property. So we will see how that goes. Um, my plan is to do that when the honeysuckle blooms here, and that should be later in May, probably within the next couple weeks. So we will be splitting our hive. And then the other thing that I wanna do is start drying some of the herbs that I have grown. Um, I did buy a herb, not a dehydrator, but like a drying rack off of Amazon. And I have dried sage in there and I also have marjoram drying in there at the moment. And so what I would like to do is to start drying some of the herbs because also I have a lot of basil actually on my plants. They're waiting to go outside. They have not yet, just like the marjoram. Um, But once we get there, (laughs) um, I will hopefully have lots of herbs to harvest and preserve. So, okay, in regards to the garden, there's a lot to do out there. But at the same time, it's also like a lot of waiting (laughs) because I'm hoping that here in May, this will be the month where I can finally harvest a full salad from the garden. Um, but we'll see. So in regards to greens, I want to continue my head lettuce and baby lettuce successions. Um, right now I only have three, six, three successions of baby greens planted in the garden. And I want to plant more once we get through these next last cold days. And then I will do some more successions there. Um, in regards to the head lettuces, I have my first batch uh, that are probably big enough, I would say, to go out into the garden. Um, and my plan is to put those underneath my tomatoes. So hopefully this weekend, once the tomatoes go out, I'll be able to get lettuces out there too. Um, one thing that I have discovered <sighs> with the garden this year that I wasn't really prepared for is that direct sowing seeds into that leaf mulch is not easy. It's just not easy direct sowing seeds into any sort of mulch. And although the leaf mulch is great and it's going to decompose quicker than wood chips would have like we did last year, um, they blow around so easy. That's the problem. So even if you clear a space of soil and you direct sow your seeds, if it gets windy, those leaves, even though they're tiny, will blow all around and will cover up your seeds and then you won't get any germination so that's one thing i discovered so basically every single thing that i put into my in-ground beds that are mulched with leaves those have to be transplants for them to work out that's basically what i've discovered so anyways that's kind of off topic there um but i want to continue with my head and baby lettuce successions i want to transplant my tomatoes peppers and cucumbers i'm going to be direct sowing beans and more herbs and then the other thing that i need to direct sow is nasturtium um, I am planning to grow vining or trailing nasturtium up one of the sides of my garden to help block wind. So that is actually another goal for the month of May. I need to take down my wind break. The way our property is set up and where our garden is, um, our garden is kind of by the edge of our property. And so we do have a tree line there. And so during fall and winter, it is very bare and the wind just comes barreling through. But Once the leaves start coming onto the trees, um, it isn't as windy and so we won't need the windbreak and also right now the windbreak is up against the fence where I need to plant my nasturtium. So I need to put soil down there and plant those. Um, So that's another goal. And then I also, believe it or not, um, I'm actually going to have to take off the plastic from my garden and probably already put up the shade cloth this month. Um, I know that last year the shade cloth totally sprung up on me like way earlier than I was expecting to need it, and so I just want to be prepared. Um, my greenhouse plastic also right now is just annoying the crap out of me because with the crazy winds that we have had, even with the tape that I have had on there, it just got totally blown around and is all whopper jawed, and I just. <laughs> I haven't had the heart to go out and fix it because it irritates me. Um, The new greenhouse clips that I got that I mentioned, I think, back in March's episode, those are still fantastic and those are working great. But the tape that I did attach to the garden, that just got all stretched out and bent. And so it's like pinned in a way that it shouldn't be. So anyways... In May, I need to take off my greenhouse plastic and, yeah, get that, get that shade cloth on because I know that at this time last year or, like, maybe in June, I needed the shade cloth especially for my greens and because it seems like this spring is going to be a very quick transition because it was hot and then cold again, and then I bet that once we get past these few days of cold, we're just going to be in hot weather. I just have a feeling. <laughs> and so... I am going to need that shade cloth ready to go. Um, so really that's about it in the garden. Um, I do have one other thing that I want to talk about here, but in regards to the garden, hopefully this month I can get back into the routine of harvesting greens throughout the week and getting back into that, like harvesting and cooking routine, which I loved so much last summer, um, so we'll see what happens. Hopefully, <laughs> these next couple weeks make me feel a bit less like a garden failure, <laughs> because we can move into the more hot weather things. Oh, but who knows? We don't know what will happen. Um, the last thing that I do want to throw in here is that around us, um, we are probably on the tail end of wild ramp season, which are wild onions. Last year, I harvested a bunch and I preserved them in olive oil. I just blended them up kind of like pesto. And I highly overestimated how much I use them. And so we still have a bunch that are preserved that way. But I do still want to try and preserve some of them. Um, One of my friends, she sent me um, something on Instagram about pickling the bulbs of the ramps. And I think that sounds delicious. Um, But then what this person did is they made a pesto out of the leaves and because I already have way too much ramp pesto, what I thought was what if I dehydrate the leaves and make almost like a ramp powder. So I Googled that and apparently it is a thing that people make and they sell. So I think I'm going to try that. I think I'm going to try making a ramp, like a dehydrated ramp powder. And that is something I will have to do soon because our ramps, like I said, they're kind of hitting the tail end of when they are still good. So uh, that's about it for my May updates and goals. There is a lot related to the garden. So just to recap, I want to transplant, finally, my tomatoes, peppers, and cucumbers. I want to direct sow my beans, more herbs, and nasturtium. I need to continue the head lettuce and also baby lettuce successions. I want to swap the plastic for shade cloth on the garden. I need to take down the windbreak that I have against the fencing. Um, I want to dry the herbs that I have growing. I want to split our beehive and I want to <sighs> I want to fix my compost bin so. That's probably the last thing that I'm going to do here on this list because I'm just not going to want to because I'll be dealing with chicken poop and rotting stuff. So, oh, well, Um, that's it for today. Stay tuned, and I will talk to you next week. Thanks for listening to the Girly Homesteader podcast. Make sure to subscribe so you never miss a new episode. And if you want to share more in my journey, follow me on Instagram at the homesteader.